0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download
1: it today. Got him back on the fan, 877-337-6666, 5 a.m. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> First day back in four days. i am already being uh, driven nuts here. And the one guy I wanted to actually listen to what he had to say, and of course he curses on here. Anyway, let's get back on track and talk some sports, shall we? It shouldn't really be that difficult. I'll sit here and try to entertain and give you my sports opinions and sports predictions, right or wrong. And then you, of course, call and, and give me your thoughts on whatever it is that, you enjoy in New York sports 877-337-6666 started the show talking about football of course with both the Giants and the Jets having great weekends even though the Jets didn't play Buffalo losing sets up a huge matchup for them Sunday with New England. was a huge matchup anyway, but the fact that they now have a chance to take over first place in the AFC East, that is a huge deal. Giants, of course, they've won three times this week. They beat the Texans themselves. Cowboys lost to the Packers, and then the Commanders beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football. New York football is alive and well. We got into Hal Steinbrenner making excuses with the injuries What else is new? First Cashman and Boone, and now the owner making excuses about the injuries. You would think by now one of them got the message like, hey, you know what? Not a good look to keep referencing the injuries. And yet that's all they do is keep referencing the injuries. Oh, good, great. Astros' primary target in free agency, Anthony Rizzo. Hmm, another Yankee could be on his way elsewhere, whether it's Judge, whether it's Rizzo. The Yanks are being stiff-armed by the less-thans or the formerly formerly less-than teams where now all of a sudden the Astros and Giants may have more money to spend than the Yankees or at least be willing to spend more money than the Yankees. That's just some of the stuff we talked about. We talked about the Mets, too, and their balance or imbalance where they're continuing to focus on pitching. And I get that you look at their rotation or staff right now as a whole. There aren't many names out there. They need to obviously complete that and and fill it out, which they will over time. But I'm talking about big-picture stuff where they need... Another bat to, you know, get put the favor, uh, the balance of their team in favor of the offense, which is something that they have not had in quite some time. 877 337 6666. Dove is calling from Muncie. Good morning, Dove. Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Dove? Good to hear from you this morning.
2: I'm good. I always love your show and uh, your passion. and. I've listened to sports talk radio for a long time. I grew up in Australia, like I told you, and I've been living here for a while now. And I can tell you, as a host, you are very generous and patient. You let people talk. I've, I've experienced that. In fact, sometimes too much. And like, you know, <laughs> and, and when, I, when I listened to that call with Jimmy, I was like, why is he just being so patient? Like, hang up on this idiot. Right. And it almost reminded me, as it escalated, listening to your voice as a certain guy that I played golf with, where he's just being irrational, irrational, you try to speak logic, and then you just lose it.
1: Well, that's <laughs> – Dove, you nailed it. And I know you're somebody who's been a loyal listener and a caller, and I appreciate that. You heard it. I let it go to try to get through to him, and it just wasn't working. At that point, I had to move on, and and that's yeah. exactly what happened.
2: And the thing that you're saying, I, I know people could, could, you know, perceive it as arrogance to say always win, but it's true. You win because at the end of the day, you're going to keep making your point. It's like the house always wins. And that's why, just be respectful. Don't waste other people's time. So, whatever, right. and I, and I, think I you're appreciate
1: off. Dove. I appreciate that because I don't. I understand how that comment could come across as arrogant. I did not mean it. Believe it or not, I did not mean that to be the case. Now you picked up on it properly. Some others maybe have, it would take that the wrong way, but you picked it up the right way. Is that? Yeah. I mean, I'm still here doing the show, and that's kind of what I meant. Not in an arrogant way, but. You know, we, we, we move on, and I still get to talk about things, and him as the caller, now he doesn't. He doesn't have a voice because he yeah. just wasn't moving on or getting the point. Anyway, right. I appreciate right. you, Dove. Thank you for right. understanding.
2: So I want to make my sports points, but what I would say is if there's any of these people out there listening, they should just, like, take a little lesson from this phone call and just don't, don't waste your time. It's just going to end up frustration for you and waste your time for the
1: listeners. <laughs> right, get um, to the point, exactly. Right.
2: Yeah. So, so really, you know, you said in your intro, like, call up about anything on your mind, anything you want to talk about, Then I called up the fleas I'm like, I want to talk about the Knicks, and like, sales, i about the Knicks tonight. <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk about the Mets, and if you have time, I'll run one thing past you, if you spoke last week about the Knicks. So, I'm just looking at this, like, situation with the with the pitchers, and like, I, I, was, I was actually happy, obviously, everyone was happy when we signed Diaz, and, but even when they signed, you know, Carrasco, and I was like, okay, you, you got, you got you need, you need arms, you know what I mean? And my like, I'm just my question is like with Degrom, it's like very confusing. I feel like so many of my fellow Mets fans are feeling like disloyal or like betraying, you know, our love for for Degrom, like talking about giving up. But I, I don't even think he really makes sense for the team. But the question is, where are they going to get enough arms? There aren't that many arms out there, bullpen and and you know, starting rotation. And so my, my question is like, you know, I know you've talked about it, but do you really think they should resign him? And uh, and then if you have patience, I'll run something past you about the next.
1: Yeah, give me one sec, here. I'll Get to the Mets, and then you can finish your next or get to your next point. So, I want Degrom back if it means that they can still spend big elsewhere. If it's either or, let's say Degrom or Trey Turner, and I'm just throwing that name out there as a big bat or Carlos Correa, whoever. Despite where they have to fit those guys in, I want an impact offensive player. That is my main priority here hopefully they could do both. I'm not sure if that's the case, if they're going to be willing to do both. And then the other thing becomes, well, what is DeGrom going to want? As long as DeGrom, if I'm Steve Cohen and the Mets, I want to look him in the face and have him say to me, flat out, this is where I want to be. Let's work out a deal. If I don't get that from DeGrom, I am moving on. That means I don't want to hear, well, if it's the best offer, well, uh, you know, I'm interested in Texas potentially, or I may want to go close at home. I want to hear, this is where I want to be. Let's come to an agreement. That's what I want. And I'm not saying you're going to then you know give him $20 million a year. Obviously, you're going to have to pay him what he's worth, but I need to hear that from DeGrom. And then and only then would I give him three, four years at roughly $40 million apiece. So I'd be open to it, but to me it's not make or break the Mets offseason. I think they could use that money maybe wiser elsewhere.
2: So you're saying you want him here? if he really wants to be here and if it's not ridiculous.
1: Correct. That's yeah. exactly, that's exactly okay. right. As long as he wants to be here, I want him here. And if it's not ridiculous, which I think they should be able to get something done for four years, 40 million, something like that. And, and even that's pushing it, but I would do it if this is where he wants to be.
2: Right, yeah, I hear that. Okay. Moving on. Thank you. Um, so I don't remember I called him last week I was like I was going to go to the Knick, this game I didn't go to for this reason for that reason this week I was going to go to OKC I just had a feeling like I should take my kids I've been wanting to go it was a 12 o'clock game so they don't have to come home late and miss school and then like I was so happy I didn't because they just did not show up like we talked last week about you know defense I mean they gave up 160 points or whatever it was We have and, like, 145
1: I'm, points they used to do that in, in two games in the 90s Right exactly exactly So the thing is like is there any real reason to have any hope until
2: in the NBA you can have two or three stars? Like every time I watch Donovan Mitchell scoring, I'm like, what the heck? How did we not make that happen? Like, is it just years away? Do we have to attract them in the NBA? Are we just like this year? I feel like I'm ready for next year with some new players. Even though I love these young guys, I love Grimes and quickly and pop. And I think Randall's look good and RJ's, you know, starting to come around. But like, is there any real reason to have any hope?
1: No. no, no, there's not, Dove, and I appreciate the call, as always, and I appreciate the kind words, and I, I thank you for understanding. Uh, there, there is no hole, which is why, I, I mean, I did mention the Knicks in the open and the embarrassment that happened against the Thunder, you know, uh, on Sunday, yesterday it was, I guess, or, or whatever, Tuesday, so on Sunday at the Garden, where they give up 145 points, and Tibbs is on the hot seat, and guess what's going to happen? Eventually, he will be fired. I mean, this is as predictable as anything else. The Knicks are underachieving. They're off to a slow start. They've had embarrassing performances, whether it's getting smoked by the Nets, whether it's giving up 145 at home to the Thunder. Tibbs will eventually, whether it's on this road trip or whenever they come back home and they're taking on Utah, is that tonight? Or, yeah, I think tonight they're taking on the Jazz. Either way, they get this trip with Utah um, and if they struggle, I would expect sooner than later, Tibbs is going to be handed his walking papers, and it'll be on to the next coach, as if that's going to solve anything. Now, I'm not saying Tibbs is the greatest coach ever, because I don't believe that he is. And I hate to say the game is passed him by, because that's disrespectful to a coach who, you know, to his point of saying, I can coach offense and all that stuff, but he's still known as a defensive guy, and he's still a Van Gundy disciple, and that, to me is more 90s-slash-old-school basketball. Well, th- that's, the game has completely changed. And to your point, this is why it's not even worth discussing with the Knicks. Th- there's no point to talk about a team that does not have a superstar player. They don't have one. They have no chance. I like Brunson, solid player. I've liked Randall at times. Again, has been an all-star before a couple years ago, but was an all-star. I like R.J. Barrett's makeup. He's just not a superstar player. They don't have a star player. And if you don't have a star player in today's NBA, this is not, oh, if you play defense, you're going to win. No, you need multiple stars to have a chance to win, whether you draft and develop, whether you get one via free agency, via trade, disgruntled superstar, whatever it may be. And the Knicks haven't gotten one. Now, once you get one, then it becomes a lot easier. Because then you could start to fill in the pieces around that star. The Knicks have done it backwards, and they have not been able to bring in the big piece or two. And their guys that they believe and are paying like stars, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, aren't. That's the point. Now, Fleegs was alerting
3: me to something here. That when when did this come down, Fleegs? This was from this was sometime today. It's in the same column where Rosenthal talked about the Astros' interest in Anthony Rizzo.
1: Uh, okay, so Rosenthal talking here about the Braves and DeGrom. Let me see. Uh, la, 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 la. Okay, the market free agent starting pitch is quite active. Uh, early as for Verlander and DeGrom. Now, I did not read that's this. It the Rangers
3: me... one, I think. Okay, that's the Rangers one. Uh, Where it says the Rangers might consider the free agent starters too pricey for them. So they could theoretically be out on DeGrom. And then the Braves one right says the... how the Braves are out on DeGrom. Uh,
1: now, where does it say this definitively? No player currently with the Braves will no run more than $22 million Before, in the Right after the contract. bullet point. Uh,
3: two other things.
1: Right, two other things that are highly unlikely for the Braves. Oh, right, right there. Okay, the top thing. I was skimming too far down. Two other things like the signing of DeGrom or a shortstop other than Dansby Swanson. So, right, according to The Athletic with Ken Rosenthal here, which do you subscribe to that, Fleegs, or no? I do, yes. Wow, look at you. We got to give you passcode to that one. We should have a generic one around here for people you to know, people For to a lot use. of services around yeah, here. Well, that is true. I mean, I'm just... Used to. Uh,
3: mercy. We don't even get the papers anymore, which I know like, oh, the papers. Who needs
1: the papers? No, well, They you- were
3: also they were still coming during COVID and Eddie and I were grabbing them and then delivering them to the zero other people that were here.
1: Well, that, right. And then they, they must have thought after that, well, you know what? We don't need the papers because nobody's here. But now the people are back. It'd be nice to have the papers. Um, anyway, so this, according to The Athletic and Ken Rosenthal, it seems that the Rangers and Braves are not likely. Doesn't say they're out, means they're not likely, meaning DeGrom is going to have a high price tag. So, the way that we anticipated going, and maybe not with the Rangers, because I figured the Rangers, hey, look, they have the Texas Rangers know to get Jacob DeGrom, they're going to have to pay him. Atlanta, maybe because it's close to home, maybe because there were reports about DeGrom wanting to be there, maybe they would give him less. I think in a perfect world for DeGrom, and this is just me doing the math, I bet DeGrom wants the most money from, let's say, Atlanta. Potentially Texas, but he wants the most money from those teams. Problem is, those teams are not going to be able to give him the money that the Mets could go out there and give him. So will he want the most money? Will he want to take less and play elsewhere? That's going to be the decision that DeGrom most likely will have to make. But with the Athletic and what Ken Rosenthal is reporting there, it seems unlikely for the Rangers and the Braves. Now, if that's the case, you tell me. And there's always some mystery team that's going to go out there and spend, but who's going to spend more money on DeGrom than the Mets? Which makes you wonder, you know, what DeGrom's thinking exactly. Does he want to be here or not? Because that's really what it comes down to me for me from day one. If he says to the Mets, this is where I want to be, I think the Mets are prepared to make him a substantial offer. Nowhere else does it say, well, this team is ready to make uh, a substantial offer. And we'll find out how bad he wants to be here.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666.
0: Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Did
5: someone
1: say Superbook? We're headed down the home stretch in football and hoops and hockey are both underway. Wager on all of it and more right now with Superbook Sports. Salicata here for the best wagering app around. Superbook has a dedicated team of odds makers in Las Vegas and now is a $1,000 first bet bonus. When the sports world is busy, get busy winning money. Download the Superbook Sports app in New Jersey or visit superbook.com and start placing your bets now visit com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 877-337-6666 is the number to call me Tommy is on Long Island what's up Tommy
6: good morning Sal I guess I was the uh innocent bystander because when they screamed the call they were like I've never been so like uh uh um, pressed for uh what I'm supposed to say and and now I kind of once I'm listening to the whole thing with that kid, Matt, or whoever it was,
3: mm-hmm.
6: uh, I understood the whole thing. But <laughs> you guys always, always, always do the right thing. You always give people a chance to talk. You always... So, I people are too emotional. People are too sensitive.
7: God,
1: yeah. And
6: you know what? You don't need that. There's there's plenty of people that are looking to talk to you. And I appreciate every minute and every you know 30-second block that you give me because I know... Your time and all that, so you know. Well, thank you, Tommy. No, I appreciate it. it. You, listen, I'm up early hours, and you know this gets gets me, you know, an hour of my of my trip, you know, in the books for my day, and it and it starts my day off great. So well,
1: I appreciate yeah. that a lot. That that means so, a lot. I love hearing from you guys when you say that. It uh, that makes it worth doing. So I appreciate that.
6: So, but anyway, so now back to why we we really talk. The Giants, listen, they're having a great year. This is like It's been a while since they've had a year like this. Uh, same thing with the Jets and all that stuff. And you know what this is a this, to me, this is a, a good start in the right direction for them. Do I think they're going to go all the way? No, do I think they're going to you know make the playoffs? Yes, are they going to make maybe let's say the second round? I think so. They have a chance because you're probably going to be playing uh, um you know, equal teams. But at the end of the day, you still got the Vikings. The, that, that, did you see that game this weekend?
1: Yeah, I did. It was that, wild. That
6: was some game, you know, Green Bay also played a great game. And yesterday to me, was like one of the biggest shockers. Like I, you know, I, 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 really haven't watched Washington play. And of course you see the hours I'm up. So I didn't really get to finish watching it, but I watched up until like the third quarter. And I said, this game is not going to be, you know, a, a, a quick game for the, you know, for the Eagles. You know, they, they're giving them a hard time. And sure enough, they wound up winning the game. And it, it's, it's – Well, you know those, uh, those division –
1: Yeah, well, it's exactly right. And in the division games in particular, Tommy, as you know, they can be dangerous. I mean, how many times have we got to see – this is not the old NFL where you used to look at a line and be like, oh, right. wow, 10 points, 13 points. There's no yes. chance. This happens regularly, uh, regularly yes. now where you have multiple teams that are big underdogs winning these games outright. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I and, and and you know, to
6: go back earlier, somebody saying that you're sitting there predicting, okay, I, I, I gotta tell you, man, I, some people to me are just but you know what? That's what makes the show great. That's what, you know, that that's that's what makes me listen is 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 your enthusiasm and, and listen, you're doing a great job. I gotta catch the bus to the terminal. <laughs> I will talk to you later, man. All that's right, Tommy.
1: I appreciate you listening, I appreciate you checking in. Have fun at work. Catching that bus at the terminal. Been there before. You know, Look, the predictions, whatever. I mean, like we said, they're pointless. And you could give an opinion on why you think something's going to happen, but if it doesn't happen, so what does that mean? I mean, a lot of times it doesn't. For the record, I would have liked Washington last night. You know, I wasn't on the air in four days, but do you know why I would have liked Washington last night? Because everybody was making it like the Eagles were going to smoke them. Same way, you know, I wasn't, when I picked the Jets to beat the Bills a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't, oh, well, The Jets are going to be able to run the football on Buffalo. And you look at what Buffalo's got missing in their linebackers and in their secondary. Jets are going to be able to take advantage of that. And we weren't going over the X's and O's. It was simply this. Everybody was so down on the Jets because they lost to New England the week before and looking at that game like there was no way that they could beat the Bills. Simple as that. That's what happens here. I've been doing this long enough to where, you know, picking games and watching these games, you have to – Throw out logic at times. Now, not all the time, of course. But a lot of times, you got to throw out logic. Washington, on the road, division game against an undefeated team. You know, Washington's been tough with Tyler Heineke back there. You know They don't want him. They look everywhere where they can to find another quarterback, Carson Wentz, whoever else it may be, before they just let Heineke go. And then they get him, and they win. But the NFL, man. It is, the NFL, it's completely changed in the way it used to be. They used to be the clear haves and the have-nots. The good teams that were consistent and good for years. You know, whether it be the Cowboys or the Packers or the 49ers. And they would remain on top for the most part. Now it's like, yeah, I mean, each who would have thought that the Bucs would be average? Or that the Packers would be below average? Or that the Seahawks? Would be in first place. Look at the division leaders. I mean, it's crazy. Miami in the AFC East. I don't think many people saw that coming. All right, Baltimore, you could see that in the in the north, south, same thing with Tennessee. Chiefs in the West, but the way that the West has been playing out, where everybody thought that would be the best division in football, Raiders have I mean, Raiders are an embarrassment. The owner said that McDaniel's would be fine. Rome wasn't built in a day. I mean, yeah, okay. If that's the analogy you want to use, how about forget Rome? If I were doing the uh, the questioning, Mr. Davis, forget Rome. How about the Giants? They weren't built in a day either. But in nine weeks, a team with far less talent than you have is seven and two. You're two and seven. Please explain. But the Eagles, you know, getting off to their hot start. Minnesota. Seattle, the NFL right now, there's such great parody. It's, I think it's good and can be fun, but I don't know. I like when there are the clear top teams, and then you have the teams that are on the rise that could try to knock them off. 877-337-6666. Kevin is in Queens. Good morning, Kevin.
5: What's up, brother? Long time to hear from you, sir. Yeah, where you been, man? working, man. I just got out of work and I'm trying to kill some time. And listen, you gotta beware of these three people. Jimmy, um, Rasco and your your radio host with a, with a catcher's name, Brian McCann. They're very emotional when it comes to the Yankees. My favorite <laughs> Yankee fans, Marco, my father, and Stuart. You can talk to those three guys about Yankees and they don't take it personal, but the other three, beware of that. And before everything, bear with me with the time. I just want to say, so that, um, don't you dare to change. You are a difference maker. Like, um, I remember when I started, like, listening to you, like a couple months ago, people used to, used to tell you like how much, how much difference you can make in their life. And you didn't understand that it's your vibe. Like you bring the vibe. You like that, that, um, a sport body that we can call every week and, you know, and talk about sports, and, and, and we all get, get like you know um, what you might call it hype and everything. But um, it shouldn't be like that, man. Like I'm hundred percent agree with you when it comes to the Giants. I enjoy watching the Giants winning games, but uh, hey, that the truth is there, bro. Like they're not gonna go that they're not gonna go that far. They're gonna get into the playoffs, and we all gonna love that.
1: But but let me ask you, though, Kevin, why limit yourself as a fan? Right now, who knows what's going to happen? And I get it where, yeah, logically, realistically, can the Giants go win the Super Bowl? Do you really believe that that's going to happen? No, logically, Mm -hmm. you don't. However, if you're a fan of the team, why not get caught up in the run and just enjoy the ride? And when it ends,
5: it ends. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm I mean, it might, end, it
1: might end next Thursday in in, uh, in in Dallas on Thanksgiving.
5: I'm closing my fingers, man. Like, But it's funny. Um, Sunday, I couldn't watch the Giants complete games because I was uh, – I turned on the TV, and I I kind of like froze with the Bills losing that game. I couldn't believe it. And then here comes the, the Cowboys – and the and the Packers? You know, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna watch that game. The Cowboys gonna smash the Packers like so bad. Yeah, right. That didn't happen. Like like last night with the with the Eagles. Like I still can't believe it. I don't know what's going on with the NFL, man. All the top teams they're falling like dominoes. Yeah, bet the dogs.
1: I mean, and watch you say that, and then the favorites go out there and roll this weekend. But the the top teams week in week out, Kev. You know, it's the NFL. There's great parity where it could come down to a player or two, and the top teams either lose the game or at least don't cover. So, from a gambling perspective, I mean, I I always my philosophy always has been go against the public and especially the big favorites. I very rarely take big favorites, but I mean, it has been so hard to with the NFL the the. Is the nature of week in, week out, you can't really get a good read. It's it's hard to be placing significant wagers on these teams. At least I have found it that way.
5: Anything about the max. I want to say something real quick before the, the call drafts. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Mike Hampton did um, when he became a free agent?
1: Yeah, when he left to go to the to the Rockies for better schooling.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. He signed up with the Braves. Remember, he came from the Rockies.
1: Who? Mike, Mike Hampton? Hampton? No, he left the Mets for the Rockies.
5: Wasn't he? Yeah,
1: he left. Well, he left the Mets originally. I think he might have ended up with the Braves or went there afterward. But he left the Mets for the Rockies. I'll tell you what. And, and he said you... And he said at the time, uh, Kev, he said at the time that he left for Denver because of the school system. He liked the Colorado school system as opposed to just saying they offered yeah, me the but, most money.
5: Yeah, right. Listen, I got two of the Grounds jerseys like collected. Like, so when I have my daughter, I have to talk about this guy, how good he was. He was the closest team to Tom Silver. But uh, if he ever signed up with the Braves, I'm going to burn those jerseys. <laughs> I'm telling you today. And right. I'm going to be from, uh, I'm gonna respect um, be grown for life. If he goes
1: to the Braves? What if he signs with the if Rangers? If he goes
5: to the Braves, I saw the guy. I saw the guy turning into a superstar pitcher, like, you know, when, when my Harvey and all the things were there, I saw him from the scratch. Nobody ever thought he was going to be this good. Well, I know, and it would be
1: heartbreaking if he goes to Atlanta.
5: And I put my faith on him. I was like, this guy, out of all of them, he looks solid. Just give him some time. I used to tell my friends. Hmm. And that will
1: break my heart, honestly. Yeah, I I know. Look, there are certain teams. Now, I don't get caught in that that myself, Kevin. Thank you for the call. I don't get caught up in that myself. If a player is going to leave, regardless of what the reason is that he left or where he goes, I don't care. Now, I mean, would it sting the way that it did with Daniel Murphy going to the Nationals where he beat up on the Mets? Sure. And seeing DeGrom in a Braves uniform, assuming that, you know, he actually pitches next year and was able to beat the Mets – yeah it'd bother you but I would if he chooses to go there, I would like to see the Mets beat him up score some runs and have him thinking oh yeah now you're gonna score some runs you're looking at it the wrong way. it could be fun beating him. I generally generally don't get caught up in where other players go after they leave the team whoever it may be you know whatever Yankee player you think now look it's a different story we're talking about judge. And when you're talking about DeGrom, because of their star level. But I don't think in Judge's case... See, Judge's Judge's case, Judge does not want to leave. That's why I think it's different. Aaron Judge does not want to leave. The only way he leaves is if the Yankees don't give him the best offer. I think DeGrom wants to leave. And the only way he might stay is if the Mets give him... The significantly better offer, which they might. But if he chooses to leave, that's on him, not the Mets. But even a guy like Darno, you know, the Mets cut and got rid of, he didn't cut it here. Certain guys, if they don't make it, Sonny Gray, I know Yankee, oh, Sonny Gray, look what he's doing in Cincinnati. He didn't do it here. Who cares what he does elsewhere? He didn't get it done here. Speaking of which, I guess the Mets are rumored to be interested in Andrew Haney. Why would they do that? Haney sucked when he was here with the Yankees. He did okay with the Dodgers, but don't you think that maybe part of the issue that he had was pitching in New York? I mean, could that not be part of the problem? We're just going to ignore that? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want Andrew Haney. That's who the Mets are going to go get to fill out the rotation? No thanks. I got to be honest. I'm not in love with Billy Epler. I liked the hire at first. The more I watch him, he reminds me exactly of Brian Cashman. He's too much of a Cashman disciple. I can't take two of them in New York. Both with the same philosophy, both liking the same type players. No thank you. I'd rather watch somebody else. A different philosophy, different mindset. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Sal Akata back on the fan. One of the weird things about fantasy, and I've told you this, I'm going to quit fantasy. Maybe not for good, but I'm going to eliminate at least one team, maybe till I do three right now. And there's a reason why I've done the three. And it's just, I mean, I don't know about you, but the thing I love about fantasy is the competition. Even though it's such luck and BS, the majority of times, I love the competition. And it's weird. In in, three leagues, you, you could have different results, whatever it may be. But one thing that I find challenging, if you get off to a slow start, instead of just giving up, you, you change the expectations, and it becomes about, all right, let's just find a way to get in or at least finish 500, certain goals. Like in this one league, and it's the first time I'm in this league, and I started out 0-5, which, come on. I mean, it's just you have to be ridiculously unlucky. You could be bad, too, but in this case, it was probably a combination of both through the first five weeks, bad and unlucky, 0-5. And I was like, all right, I, my team can't be that bad. Let me get back into it and make a run here. You know, cut some things and change some things and make a little run at it. And here we are now. And all this stuff gets updated now, which is what I'm doing. I was just looking at the standings. It goes official after last night. And I guess, you know, what, 2 o'clock on Tuesday morning, they update everything. So after 0 5 start, I'm 4-6. and six, And I'm more – and I have a shot, an outside shot, you know, because of tiebreakers and things like that. I'm one game – behind a playoff spot and there are three teams in front of me not that you care about the details but the point is that i'm more into that which is my worst league by far of the three but i'm more into the challenge of writing that bad team than i am dominating the other leagues in one of the other leagues it's my third year in this league and i finally have built a good team it it takes me three years like i'm a coach i'm like all right first year is going to be rebuilding feel it out Second year, a little bit better, and then here we are in the third year, and I finally, I'm going to overtake first place next week and have the most points, which is a great feeling. And then the third league, uh, dealt with some injuries, and we're still in a playoff spot, 7-3, and three. not bad. I mean, if you can do the math, I don't know how you guys do it regularly, how people pull put up multiple teams. Fleeks, how many fantasy teams are you in? I'm assuming you do fantasy, right? You do the
3: one here at the fan? Yeah, I have one where it says it's a fan league. Although I think most of the people in the league now are no longer <laughs> working here. Right. So yeah, um, that's one. And wrong. I have one that I've been with in, with friends from like back in high school. So I've been in that league for well over a decade. That's two. Is that a keeper or no? It is a keeper. Okay, yeah. so you have one keeper league. Is the fan one a keeper league? The fan one's a, the fan one is a keeper league where you get to keep four guys. So it's much more like there. That one's my favorite just because there's a, like now I'm still in the race and there are teams that are out of it. And everybody still matters because you're talking about trades for the teams that are out of it that are happy to get picks for next year. Right. Makes it much more interesting year over year.
1: You get a useful wide receiver that may not be worth anything, but you have to give up a pick next year to
3: get it. Right. I love that. I got to get in the Keeper League. I'm talking about quitting, and now you get me in more Keeper Leagues. Well, like that's why the year over year ones. They bore me because if a team gets off to a slow start, it's like, all right, I'm supposed to fill my lineup out for this for the next 11 or 12 weeks when yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. That's why I like the keep leagues because no matter what, even if you have a bad year, you get unlucky. I had in the high school league, we trade. It's an, uh, an auction league, so you can trade. Instead of draft picks, we have the budget for next year. So one year, I was like kind of outside of contention, and I said, you know what? Let me blow it up. And just get a ton of money for next year, and then the next year it was Saquon's rookie year. I had Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. Nice. I lost one game.
1: Yeah, right, right. I mean, it's worth it. I man, I used to love the challenge of. It is the challenge of building a team, and you're right. If you do it in the regular standard leagues, you're doing it year to year with the draft, which is fun. And I would personally, I guess, the best way to do it would be to have one
3: year to year league and one keeper league.
1: But I was, I got out of. We got to get you in
3: this fan league. There was an opening this year. And uh, Keith ended up in it, Keith McPherson, so he's in the league now. But the oh, wait the next they asked
1: Keith and not me? What the hell is going on here? I was originally in
3: that league. Well, listen, I, I see, were you in originally? Is this the same one that you were originally in? Because I know there were two at Who one time. Who runs it? Carver. Uh, Maybe not. Does Monzo
1: still have one? I don't know if he, do, if he does. It's not this one. Oh, okay, so this is a different one. Then. So maybe I
3: wasn't as. Still, I'm insulted. I mean, my goodness. Well, yeah, you should have gotten that because you've been here a lot longer. I mean, no geez. disrespect to Keith, but Sal's. Sal's put in the time. He should have been near the top of the list. And I'm glad Keith got it. I assume when Keith, when we were told they were looking for a spot and Keith was taking it, I remember somebody saying there were a couple no's. That's a bad job by me. I assumed you were one of the no's. No, I actually
1: might have been. I don't even know if they asked me. But it's Carver. He did not ask me, so it may not have been him. Anyway, I would probably get into, especially we need to clean that thing up and get the people who aren't even in the fan out or actually have a fan one. That's the point. It's supposed to be. I remember being in the original, it was called the 3FL where they had three divisions it was the first time I've told the story before on the air joe Towson it was I, I must have just started i don't know if i just started as an intern or i started i was hired part time cuz started as an intern almost 20 years ago january 2003 the day after the raiders buck super bowl so it must have been that next football season so i was hired as a part timer and joe Towson looked at me in the and by the way you know joe Towson now is the rangers pa guy he does a bunch of stuff i think for soccer, but he's the in-house voice of the garden for the Rangers hockey. Um, He looked at me and was like, do you want to be in the 3FL? Which is, now think about this. I literally just started here as an intern and then got hired as a part-timer. And Joe Tollison, who I grew up listening to do the updates, he's asking little old me if I want to be a part of the WFAN Fantasy Football League. And this is before I really was invested in fantasy. I really didn't know much about it. And I was like, yes, I do. I couldn't jump at it fast enough. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be included in the WFAN Fantasy League. And then he was like, all right, you're in. And then like a week later, it's, hey, do you have the 250 bucks or whatever it was? I was like, what? 200 <laughs> I didn't know it was that much money to play well, this listen, thing.
3: you know, like you said it, when you're an intern here and you're first starting out, if you're new and anybody who's been around for a while is a name, asks you to do anything, yes. it's like the oh, my, I, like, you're in high school and they picked me. I can't believe the cool kids want to, like, hang yes. out with me and or giving me a chance here. Like, you jump at every opportunity. And, yeah, you were right to you know, you have to go, you know, find – coins and garbage and cans and trade them in you're doing you're finding that 250 i
1: I figured it out real quick but also i learned how to play fantasy through that and it was just such a cool experience with the people who it to be in the fan fantasy league i remember i had the the last two picks in the draft you know the last pick of the first round draft yeah yeah and i i went carrie collins and amani tumor and it was a it was the 2004 season i want to say so it was not... Uh, or it was the 2003 season. It might have been
3: the 2003 Right, because 2004, Eli was here and Kurt Warner started. So
1: it was not very good. It was the end of the Collins and and Tumor, whatever it was. It, it turned out to be a disaster. Well, they ended up with the fourth overall
3: pick in the draft before the trade that year. So it tells you the it, kind of year they had.
1: Exactly. So it was a disastrous year. But anyway, it was cool to be a part of that. And I think that that is something like the camaraderie that people do, which is why I keep saying yes to some of these things, even though I don't want to do... The day to day or week to week maintenance because you want to, it is camaraderie. But now I'm in these leagues, like one of them I got in thinking, all right, this would be fun with some people that I used to go to high school with. There is no trash talk. There is no communication. I'm out. After I win this league, I'm
3: going to prove it to them and myself that I could own that league. And then I'm out. That's it. I'm going to retire. We can try to do a family. I know a couple years ago, and it might be three, four, five years ago now. Uh, me, Hoffman and Rosenberg tried, but the problem we got from everybody was ah, I'm already in like two or yeah, three four. Nobody wants so to nobody wanted it. to start a brand new league Can and we, we ended up like a having it for one? one year. There won't we could do that what if we, we do... try to get like Let's try to get, like, six or eight people from here and then a couple of callers and listeners. We could absolutely do and, that. And overnight, we could do the overnight. Uh, I mean, look, I wouldn't mind doing a well, I, want, I want it with people here who work the other hours because the one advantage, there is one perk other than not oh, working baby, weekends. baby, the waiver wire. T- yeah, the waiver wire. Tomorrow at 3 a.m., when I go nuts, getting my free agents that nobody else claimed, that is the one perk of working these it, hours. It is money. You're not kidding. If you go back and listen. I have won leagues in the last five years because of that.
1: If you, Dude, I'm dominating right now because of it. If you go back and listen to every Wednesday during football season at 3 a.m. this year, you're going to hear me going, uh-huh, 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 and that's me just check. What would you say? Okay, yeah, thank you for the call as I'm updating all the waiver for- claims.
3: <laughs> And instead, if we're able to add this league next year, instead of that happening from you know three o two after the update to three o six, it'll extend until three o eight because Sal is another league. It is fun. So ultimately, you're in how many? You said two? three. I wasn't four. Three. I did that for one year. It was way too many, so I dropped one of them the following year.
1: But don't you feel like and then nobody wants to make trades if it's not a keeper league? Nobody wants to make trades. I don't know. Don't you feel like three is too much? You're going against each other. Do you play fantasy football, Marco? You don't look like a fantasy. Do you, you do anything that's fun? or Marco, I no, just gave you the look of like, yeah. I don't do anything. For, yeah, I don't have any me free alone. time anymore. Right. Are you talking I haven't to me had again? a free
3: time since 1997, the
7: last time you went to a movie theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Why don't you play fantasy football?
7: Uh, because I'm a loser and I can't separate. I did it once in 2002. I'll never forget it. Being a Giant fan, I had I went to the Super Bowl, whatever, the championship, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I had Donovan McNabb. I had Terrell Owens. I rooted against myself every week. Yeah. I can't do it. See, I that's can't part separate. Of the two. I want to enjoy Sunday for football, and I want to enjoy it for the Giants. I don't want to fight against myself with, I can't do it.
1: I will say, though, without gambling, like I used to gamble a lot on games, and that would be my investment. Pick pools, survivor pools, straight gambling. Without doing that, I was interested in that game last night from a fantasy perspective because – I needed Goddard to do well and hurts not to, or whatever it may be. And those games, I find especially the standalone games—a Thursday night game, a Monday night game, Sunday night—where there's added or vested interest. Look,
7: there's more juice if you've got something involved in it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's not. If you got you money watch it differently. It, you watch it differently, but that's the thing. I don't want to watch it for the idea of the fantasy. I don't want to have a rooting interest for guys that I can't stand. I don't want any of that. I want to be able to watch it just for. What it is. It's just the game that's in front of me.
1: And then going against, like we
3: have, you know, Fleas and I each have three teams. You're going against yourself in these. I'm like, I'll, I'll draw well, a okay. Part of my problem with that is, I don't know if you do this, I end up drafting a lot of the same guys. Right. So there are years where pretty much all my teams are good or all my teams are bad it really kind of happens together because there's a lot of crossover.
1: But, and I do the same thing, like if you have a philosophy of guys that you like, of course it's going to be similar. Right, if you think
3: this guy is going to be good when you're doing the draft on August 30th, when you're doing another draft on August 31st, you probably still think the same guys are going to have good years. But
1: you're not going to be in the same, like I I picked number one overall and one. I picked number seven and another. There are going to be different guys there, but I do find that a lot of times I'm playing, oddly enough, the same guys you know, one week, I'm like, oh, of course I'm going up against these guys this week when I need them to do well this week for me in this particular league. Whatever it may be, there's a lot of mixing in that. And I, Matt Deutsch, remember Matt Deutsch at all, either of you? He was, a, he was one of the original fantasy guys. Matter of fact, I think he's, like, running some fantasy network or whatever for serious. He left a while. He was a producer here and left for <laughs> – he was the guy who famously – this is a great story. But I think I've said before. He was the guy that famously put on – A caller who pretended to be Jeff Wilpon with Steve Summers. I've heard that story. I think that's why I knew the name. All right, yeah. yeah, Before the uh, before City Field was built, he called and said, "Oh, he was going to be roller coasters outside." Mm -hmm. And then Chernoff called Deutsch in after they found out that it was in fact not Jeff Wilpon. Oh, oh, that wasn't Jeff. And Chernoff went to Deutsch and said, "It was like he came to my house and stabbed me in the chest with a knife." You'd <laughs> be better. Off. Listen, there's That's no way that I wasn't didn't. entertaining radio because I would imagine <laughs> oh. most
3: people listening picked up on the fact quickly that this is not Jeff. Wolfson. If you knew Matt Deutsch, so he was a character, man. One of the, yeah,
1: exactly, but uh, some call called and I don't know how I got through, but Deutsch. But imagine, turn off it. would Be better if you came to my house and stabbed me with a knife. That's how. I was. <laughs> <laughs> George is always high and strong, too. He probably was
3: like, oh, my God. I can't even imagine. What do you want to do You that. give Chernoff credit, man. If he, that guy wanted to you – know, you can just get critiques from your boss. Mark had a way of making it hurt in ways you could never imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's> so true. <laughs> oh, God. I can't even say the stories that, that I have there. But, oh, God, that is tremendous. Anyway, Deutsch was telling me about fantasy and, and trying to teach me all that stuff. Man, there are some great stories. i got to write
3: a book one of these days. Somebody should. A real one. I Well, know it's funny because was- they did the book on the fa- – and it's good, but we yeah, have to get a bunch of people from here to write. All right, here's the insider's perspective of what happened Yeah, here. right. Here's actually <laughs> what happened. Here are the
1: actual funny stories over the years. Speaking of Deutsch, like I remember coming home from a Christmas party. <laughs> Christmas party. This dude did a header into like 30 garbage bags on the side of the street. Like things like that. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And I mean, I looked up to him as me, like a tape op. Here's this producer at the fan, like, I want to be Matt Deutsch. And he goes diving into the garbage can. Oh, God. I'll never forget that. Anyway, oh, the memories. Fantasy football. Can't live without it.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.